what are your favorite moped sounds? Crick crack. Oh, that's not what a can sounds like. I don't know, like touch a flower, is it moving? Like, no, nah, feel free locked up. Sounds like a fuck, dude. Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome back to Moped Money Podcast. Uh, maybe your favorite podcast about 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 things in life. Who knows? Who knows? I don't listen to that many podcasts, to be honest. I listen to a few, and so so I'm like. I don't know. I'm still surprised when people listen to this at all, you know. So thanks for for anyone who's out there listening. But yeah, welcome back, Open Money Podcast episode uh 207. Here doing the thing still years later. Ah, <laughs> uh, I don't know if I played mopeds this week. I like I fired up two bikes and I kind of rode them around like last weekend, but. I've had like zero time to ride like all week or wrench or get in the garage or look at them or anything like I did buy some. No, I put some stuff in a cart, you know, I like, I like, you know, I started, started some, some carts on treats. So you could like look at the damage and be like, that's, that's a lot of money. <laughs> but you know, that's how it goes when you're, when you're playing mopeds, sometimes you gotta, you gotta buy some parts to build the the little bikes of your dreams. And yeah, I fucking that's about it, man. Um, let's get into it. I got a guess on already. Say what's up, dude. What's up? <laughs> uh <laughs> yo, so I only know you by your Instagram handle, so so this is all this is always fun. I love like the episodes with people that I haven't had a lot of like conversations with. Cause it's like I get the I get to learn all the things about you at the same time everyone else does. Or or more like the day before everyone else does. <laughs> <laughs> So why don't you uh, tell everyone who you are and where you're from? Yeah, my name's Rev. Uh, my real name's Jeremy. I go by Rev though. Um, and yeah, I live in Indiana, right outside of Louisville, Kentucky. So like the very southernmost part of Indiana. And we've been out here in this area, like around Louisville, for man, it's been like eighteen years, I think. Dang. It's been a long time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah cool. we kind of just settled down. Yeah, yeah, we came out in and uh, just never wanted to leave this area. <laughs> what brought you That's to what, that area? What done. Well, it kind of, like, in a way, it, it, it has a little bit to do with my nickname. So, <laughs> so everybody calls me Rev. It started way way back when I, when I first started riding mopeds, and I told people, kind of my background or what I was just coming out of. And that was, I was studying to be a minister Hmm. of all things. Yeah. So I came out to Louisville to try to get my master's of divinity, Hmm. uh, which is that, is that the legit title? Is that what this legit goal? (laughs) Yeah. So it's a, it's a master's degree, but it's like, it sounds like the worst of all of uh, like comic book villains or something. <laughs> the master cool. of divinity. I know it sounds so sick, dude. Like my parents, yeah. my parents did like Bible college together. 
just like because they're like you know we're super deep into the church we we have here that what i grew up in and like yeah they like went to bible college and like i'm like but they weren't like the master of divinity i'm like that sounds way cooler <laughs> yeah yeah it sounds way cooler than than it really is but <laughs> Uh, yeah, I actually met I met my wife in uh, in Bible college. We went. This was so I, I grew up in California, mm-hmm. and I ended up going to Bible college in uh, in Missouri. So I was in Missouri in the middle of nowhere, um, and met my wife, which was crazy because. Like the fact that I met anybody at the school <laughs> at the school that we went to is like may, maybe I should believe in God because like it was a miracle yeah. <laughs> that I met anyone. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Uh, like meant to be. So, anyways, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, and so that's you know that's how we ended up in this area. We moved after college. We moved back to California. Lived out in California for for a couple years, and then it was time to go try to be a masters of divinity. And, uh, so we moved out this way. And, uh, so yeah. And that's, you know, how I got into mopeds was this, we were driving around Louisville one day and I see this, this group of people like riding these tiny little bikes. Was it the bandits or was it like, it, yeah, it was the bandits and they were making like a ton of noise and they looked like they were having a lot of fun. So I told my wife, I was like, man, they look like they're having a blast. <laughs> like these people look like they're having fun. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I got to say, I got to figure out what, what this is like. I didn't even know what they were riding. Like mm-hmm. it looked like mini bikes or something. Um, and I'm like, I don't know who they are or what they're riding. But I got to figure it out because it looked like they're having a blast. So mm-hmm. we, we got home. I just like, hit the internet was trying to like figure out what, you know, who they were and wh- what they were riding. It didn't take too long um, to figure it out. And I, I found, you know, pretty quickly, like where they met up each week. And I think it was like a week or two later, I, I drove up to Dayton, Ohio to buy a target LX. Damn. And then like, no, hesitation. I think I threw it. <laughs> no, no. I was like, I gotta do it. Like, they just look like they're having fun. Like I gotta, I gotta be a part of this. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, I like real quickly when I bought a moped. I didn't know anything about them, um, and then I think I showed up like that next week and just started hanging with the bandits. And uh, but I think it was like it wasn't too too long after that I, I became a bandit, and I I was with the group, you know, until we until we retired. But That's yeah, sick. like the bandits, like yeah. were were like to me like in my mind like looking back at all the years because like dude, i was like bandits like you know kind of like died down a little bit but i was like i was like they seem like such a cool club like i think the year they had that like one poster they put out where you guys all had like the mug shots or whatever the mug shots yeah, yeah. i was like damn <laughs> like that's so cool like like they seem super legit yeah i remember we like it have we had a lot of like creative people and that that always helps with that that type of thing and like so w- one of our members uh was a photographer and so like she had everything set up and like took these really nice shots for these mug shots and stuff got it all set up and 
And uh, I remember trying to think, like, all right, what am I going to be arrested for? <laughs> and I wanted to think of something, like, super tough. Like, just, like... And so the only thing I can come up with is, like, I was fighting. You know, I was brawling or something. Yeah. So that's that's me on the poster. I'm brawling. Sick. Dude, you got to get... Which I haven't done since college, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> yeah, it's been quite a while since I've been in a brawl. Man, when you got, like, kids and responsibility and a job. And... Oh, hell yeah. Like, uh, the last thing I want to do is, like, get in trouble for something as stupid as fighting. <laughs> Like I'm, I don't have time for it. You know, it's like, yeah. I don't have, I don't have time to get in trouble for that. Yeah, like I'm not trying. To, one, I'm not trying to get in trouble. Two, like I like really like my like, like I ride mopeds and we ride mopeds pretty stupidly, which is like you know, not saying much for for what I'm about to say, but like I try to like stay away from things that could get me too hurt. You know what I'm saying? Like, all right, I got responsibilities. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm not trying to like shatter my knee like you know <laughs> or like yeah, break, exactly. my, break my yeah. elbow or my hand or something I break, if i break my hand like i probably like it's gonna mess me up at work like bad like i'm in a bad spot you know like that's <laughs> gonna really set you back yeah that that was me all growing up like i played uh i played guitar that was like what i did from the time i was like 11 until like i moved out of 18 i moved to hollywood mm-hmm. to play guitar like that was my thing i was gonna Sick. go play guitar and then uh I went to school for it for a little while up in up in Hollywood and and uh, man, I'm gonna be a studio musician. I'm just gonna just gonna show up, get paid for a couple hours of playing guitar on some tracks, and just make a ton of money. Just chill out. <laughs> and so, at that time, like like all you know, growing up, like I just had to be super, like I was super careful with my hands. Yeah, and because of that, you know, because I'm thinking, man, I don't want to mess them up. And then the the ironic thing is is I, I'm up in Hollywood. I'm playing guitar, and then I, I some health things happen, and I can't play guitar anymore. <laughs> so oh. it was like, yeah, bummer, yeah, big time, because <laughs> that was like everything I was. You know, it was like this is what I'm gonna do. Yeah. So I think well, it was actually that stuff that, yeah. I mean, the, the the things in life that that cause you to pivot are are always interesting too. Like. I feel like everyone has, you know, a couple of moments in their life where they, you know, they, they have a path they're on and then they have to pivot to something else. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was definitely a moment for sure. It was, it was one of those. So you found the moped club and you just kind of showed up at the ride and how were you quickly like taken in to the fold or were you just like, you know, the awkward guy on the outside? Like, how, how was it meeting meeting the people that you saw riding mopeds? Man, it was really cool. Like, yeah, I, I felt like, even though, like, I, I always felt kind of outside, just because, it, like, it wasn't anything to do with anyone, and it, it never you know, it never is. It's just more like I already had like so much responsibility and, you know, with like kids and like trying to, you know, and here I am like hanging out. So I, I always felt a little bit awkward, but everybody was so cool. And like I showed up that first week, there was another dude. Like I'm super short, like, like super short, you know, like I'm a, I'm a quarter uh, Puerto Rican. And I, I have to think that like, that's part of it. Like, I just think that like that part of my heritage, man, like I got all of it. And 
So I'm like, you know, super short. And I pull up to this, uh, I pull up to this ride and there's this other dude who's like even shorter than me. Yes. Victory. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, dude, I'm not the shortest guy. <laughs> I'm not the shortest dude like around. This That's is, funny. this is crazy. And, uh, you know, it just happened that, that me and that dude, like we just immediately like hit it off and. That's I don't know sad. if it's just like fellow shorties or, or like, <laughs> you know, be. what it was, just personality, but like we hit it off really well. And, and from that point on, it was like, uh, you know, I had a friend. <laughs> Sick. My wife's really short. So like every time like I see someone, like we go to Target or some shit around the world and I see someone who's like, sh- that she's like taller than I'm like, I'm like, how do you, how do you feel right now? You're, you're winning. <laughs> like I always ask her how she's feeling when she's like taller <laughs> than somebody else. Like, how's it feel? <laughs> Finally. <laughs> dude anytime we're out and i see like other short dudes it's like immediate brotherhood yeah you know i'm always like elbowing my wife and just like see look at like me and these dudes we're out here doing it brothers man we're doing this like they it's like it's like like, it's pretty much like me prince (laughs) and uh michael j fox and like you know and these dudes that i see out but yeah I mean, that's like that camaraderie, you know, like you, you see them, like you guys just give each other that look, you know, you give a little head nod. You like, it's a mutual respect for being short. You're like, yeah, I know what you're yeah. going through, bro. I feel you. Like, <laughs> exactly. I, I got the same thing with random black people just walking down the street. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I see them. They see me. Yeah. We, we make eye contact. There's a head nod. Like we're the only ones around or something like growing up going to hardcore shows and stuff. It's like there were like four black people, you know, like we, we, we all knew who each other were. (laughs) Man, that's see, I I grew up in the hardcore scene out in uh, California and like, this was the nineties. It was like, it was the heyday, man. And it was, uh, I don't know. There was all kinds of people. It was awesome. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I have a little bit of a similar, background as well i like it dude freaking uh oh dude i also used to like make my wife my wife walk past really tall people sometimes like we would see like a really tall like volleyball player girl or something when she was in college i'd be like just go walk by them and like look straight up in the air (laughs) (laughs) i mean that would pretty much be me as well (laughs) it's like that girl is so tall (laughs) well see and this is why i this is why I build like mini magnums. Yeah, you gotta be comfortable on the Pinto. This is know? why. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna be building some like tall bike around, you know, tippy toeing, and and it's also one reason that kind of like has kept me stuck with mopeds as long. As funny as that sounds, oh, but like comfortable. Yeah, I've had motorcycles. I had a, a CB350 and I had a Yamaha RD250, and I, I like the Yamaha a lot. Mm-hmm. And that was light and two-stroke and did that thing. But um, still, though, I mean, it's like outside of maybe a, a chopper or like a low bobber, you know, this, it's just not that comfortable. Yeah, it fits you. I mean, we at my homie uh, Noah from Black Black, a.k.a. Thou Who Should Not Be Named, we haven't mentioned him in a long time. But, like, he was like, he's our short member, dude, you know, like, and he'd always, like, have, like, these little mopeds. And then, like, I remember him buying, like, a big-ass KLR or some big motorcycle that he picked up, like, at a rally. We went to a rally, and he picked up this motorcycle while we were there. And he's like, 
tippy toeing on it, like pulling it up like to curbs and like hills so he could like put his foot on it, you know, like he like dropped it in front of the whole I, pack, I know that pain. you know, like it's like, oh, you dropped this bike you just bought like in front of the whole pack of the ride, like like all this shit. And then he built some like crazy tall like Hobbit one time. It was like, oh, dirt Hobbit with like dirt bike forks and all this stuff. And he's like tippy toeing like on a moped. I'm like, this is not the moped for you. <laughs> Yeah, no, man, just stick with those mini magnums. <laughs> yeah, and they look and they look cool. Like you know, like California made mini magnums look cool. You know, that's like like when I think of mini mags, I'm like, oh, San Francisco. You know, that's like what pops oh, in yeah. my mind. <laughs> Same here. Yeah. So you had the the targa, and you found the club, and now you're like out there, and you're part you're part of now. You've once once you've made that first ride and you got a bike, you're you're in. So how long was it before you dove deep down the rabbit hole? It wasn't too long. Like immediately I started seeing what everybody else was doing to their bikes. And it's weird because like, you know, growing up I didn't really customize things. I didn't have to, you know, like guitars were different. And and now like there's so many different ways to like customize. And I guess guys have been doing that. Everybody, you know, has been doing that for a long time. But like I just wasn't that into gear. It was just playing, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I wasn't, I I wasn't even really into like anything custom until I got into mopeds and I started to see like what the other bandits were, uh, kind of what they were building. And, uh, and then all of a sudden I just wanted to change that target up like immediately, you know? So it wasn't long before I was completely like changing that thing up and then looking for a second bike, you know, trying to, trying to find something even a little bit lower. Uh, and so, yeah, I think after, after the Targa, I think that's pretty much like right when I got my first like Magnum XK. I think that was like 2008, maybe. Okay. Um, and then immediately started tearing, tearing into that thing. And, uh, just completely changing it up, and, you know, trying to trying to make it even a little bit lower, you know, um, you know, make it look like a cafe bike a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always been into, even though I don't really like, you know, I've had a couple motorcycles, but I don't really ride motorcycles. But I've always been, to, I've always been into motorcycles, at least like when I started with mopeds. I've been into like motorcycle design and like. The aesthetics and stuff. Yeah, the aesthetics of it. And so I think that's where I take a lot of, like, when I build something, I just, I've looked at so many motorcycles and mopeds and just different things that I, I, I just I mean, incorporate those in. You definitely seem to pay attention to the details. Like, I remember, like, when 1977's Garage, like, first came out, and, like, I think your like, bike was, like, one of the, like, you know, like, sponsored or like front page bikes for a little while or something i can't remember all the stuff but like you know you all your bikes have always looked super clean at least the ones that you've posted you know yeah yeah i appreciate that yeah i I, that's it's kind of my thing you know like i just i don't know how i gravitated to, to that just kind of super minimal you know real clean like let's see how much we can reduce it down to until it's just like a tank, a frame and some wheels and like an engine and, and that's it, you know, but that's, it's just 
it's what I like, you know? Um, but yeah, I, it, it kind of got to the point where I was with, with that first XK that I had taken so much off of it that I don't know if you've seen the pictures of, of this bike, but it's, I made a, you know, instead of a skateboard seat, I just had a piece of Oak that I had stained and, and, uh, <laughs> That was the most uncomfortable <laughs> thing I've ever ridden. But again, I was trying to get down to like the, the, the most minimal, you know, I could, I think that was it, but like, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do it again. And that was Especially like, getting older. Like I got to have some padding, man. That was like the, the Magnum with the, the general tank and like, yeah, that was the XK was right before that. Okay. Um, and that was, and then I built that, that general take magnum and, and that, that just kind of blew up. Like I, I had, I was like one of the first, I don't know, like commenters on this website for like custom motorcycles, you know? And, uh, so I'd been around like, you know, for, for a while and, and then they kind of, it became like one of the, you know, bigger websites to, check out nice pictures of like custom motorcycles every, you know, every day. Yeah. And, uh, and so they reached out to me and were like, Hey, you know, we heard that you're building something. Did you, you know, we can post it up if you want. And I was like, yeah, that'd be cool. You know, I thought it was so weird though, you know, but I was like, all right, <laughs> that'd be cool. You know? So they, uh, they did, this was like 2012, I think. And they posted it up and, and things just kind of like took off. Like people, People loved it. I, I was just, you know, again, just kind of trying to build what I like, you know, just clean, small, to make it look, you know, racy. And, and, uh, and so, you know, it was, it was pretty cool though. To, like the reaction was unexpected for sure. Yeah. And, uh, and then like at the end of the year, I made it on like the top 10 of the year, which that was, <laughs> it, it was all based on like, you know, just uh, comments, I think, and like mm -hmm. what they're interested in generated. And it's still like, it, this is 10 years later. I still think it's just absolutely ridiculous that like anybody was commenting on it or, or, or found it interesting at all. But it was cool. It was cool, though. That's tight. I mean, it was a good looking bike, man. Like, I think around the same time, my bike was super similar looking to, to yours because I had. I had a poot cobra frame. No, I had yeah, I had a poot cobra frame that had a general tank on it, and but it, I just had a sub like I, my I had a I had a Honda engine and everything like motor swap. Oh yeah, but it was like yeah, this, I've seen, I've seen like, your bike. Yeah. yeah, it was like the exact same look, like stupid M bars, like because I was like I gotta be cool, I gotta have the M bars, gotta have some clip ons or something really low, and like and and the same thing. My seat was just like a little like straight piece of wood that was like you know wrapped, but like the worst foam ever. Like my ass hurt all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Like, you know, I was seeing what other people were building and like, yeah, like I'd see your bike, I'd see others. And like, you know, you were like welding and like swapping, you know, swapping engine, like doing like really cool stuff. Me, I was just kind of like, you know, it, it wasn't like hardcore, like, you know, building just recently have I, have I learned to weld and have I gotten into, you know, some more of that stuff, but, and I've, I've put, put that into practice and, and I've been able to use it on this new bike I'm building, but yeah. 
back then, I mean, you know, I was building like out of a pantry, like in our house. <laughs> so we bought a house and, and like, you know, at that point I wasn't into anything. Like I, you know, wasn't into mopeds, wasn't, you know, that. And so I just thought like, yeah, I don't need a garage. What, what would I ever need a garage for? You know, we were coming from like apartments, you know, mm-hmm. and, and we made it, you know, fine without a garage for years. So I'm like, yeah, what do I need a garage for? And then I get into mopeds, like <laughs> almost immediately after buying this house. And I'm like, dude, why did we not, why do I not have a garage? So the only house, they're like the only room in the house that like, I pretty much took over the pantry. I kicked it out. Like I didn't have all the chemicals and stuff around the, the baby yeah. food and things, but, but I just kind of took the pantry over. And like how uh, big was this pantry? <laughs> like pretty small. <laughs> and that's like what I built everything out of. And like, I could barely move, you know, everything's just like cheap tools, you know, like, and so I was doing stuff that, you know, it was it was fun, and I you know I, I obviously enjoyed it, and and tried to make things you know look as nice as I could with like limited tools and you know uh, just what I had any space, yeah. <laughs> but you know, and that's why when when that when that bike took off, I was kind of like I don't know I, you know I just felt weird about it because it was just like yeah man I mean I. What was it built? I don't know. I mean, it was it was put together. Yeah, you know, I don't together, know, but it was put together cleanly. Like it wasn't like yeah, yeah. You know, it was done well. Like a lot of us have. I've. I'm probably still throwing some mopeds together. Where I'm just like, uh, you just kind of like let me just throw that wire on there. Let me, you know, you're not you're not paying any attention to like the details of how it's gonna finish. The finished product's gonna look, and I I still do that to this day on a lot of stuff because I'm just lazy. But like when you actually put in the effort to like make something look clean, it shows, you know, and that's what I feel yeah. like a lot of people. Respect yeah. That. Yeah. And I, and, and that is something that, that I spend a lot of time on and, and a lot of thought is like how, you know, how to route this cable, like how to, I mean, just down to like the details. I, to some degree, I think I've always been like that, you know, like, I was the same way with guitar, like just super detail oriented and mm-hmm. practice, like regimented every day, four or five hours on practice a day. And, just and then, just studying the circle of fifth. Oh man. Just, yeah. <laughs> just studying, you know, and just like going over my patterns and just, you know, super technical and just like definitely every detail, you know, I was, I was thinking through Yeah, and and so it's just kind of like, I, I guess I've always been like that to a to a degree, and so it just translated into the bikes. Like, I also have, you know, like in the evenings when the kids are, you know, they're chilling, doing their own thing, and I've got some time. You know, I've got like an eight to five type type gig, mm-hmm. and so like, you know, I, I've got a little bit of time, and I get. I get super bored. And so like, I just poured into like those type of details, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't mind kind of like spending the extra time on that stuff kind of cause I, I have it. And, and I just enjoy like that, that kind of problem solving. Yeah. It really like the, the, the building of the bikes, a lot of it is just for me, like 
solving the problems of like, all right, well, how do I get it to, to look the way I want? You know, and each step is like a problem to be solved. Yeah, definitely. I mean, as far as like, as far as like mopeds go and like, there's, there's a lot of people who are in mopeds that don't enjoy the wrenching aspect of it. But some of us like that's like 50% or more like the, that time you have to like work on a bike and build it and put it together. And like, it's like playing Legos, you know, when you're buying some parts, you know, as you're a little kid and you're playing some Legos and you're putting some shit together and you're like, Oh, this is fun. And like, it's the same thing, like the same, like feeling like when I'm, but I'm older and I'm doing it on this little motor and this little bike. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. It's, it's so much of a, a similar feeling to, to that. Like it's, you know, you were talking about just like putting together like a treats cart, you know, like <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Like how fun that is for yeah. me to like, <laughs> it's like, I'm just, all right. You know, put, putting together the, the next list of what, and it's like, like toys, man. I just, exactly. I, feel I like, really, I really enjoy it. Yeah. I've like a hundred percent. Like when I, when I really think about it, sometimes I'm just like, dude, like I've spent years of like, lurking like the same five websites you know like (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) like like what are you doing you're sitting on the couch like surfing through treatland and dose in 1977 and moped army and like you know poop shop or whatever and i'm like looking at parts and i'm reading descriptions like why am i reading you know just just, like checking out stuff like it's weird oh yeah and things that like you may never even use yeah Yeah, like you're you're not even thinking about using it right now but maybe i might it's kind of like i might want to use it someday like (laughs) an (laughs) all-consuming hobby (laughs) it really is yeah considering like you were like super like obsessed obsessive like not in a bad way about guitars you know and then like trying to become a a priest like that's like you know you got to dive pretty deep in that so i feel like mopeds end up being like your next like replacement pretty much it's like the next obsession yeah Yeah. i mean and it's definitely a definitely a fun obsession no it is it's awesome like i love it definitely a lot definitely a lot more fun than trying to become a minister (laughs) i'll tell you that (laughs) and the and the people you meet are probably more exciting (laughs) Oh, dude, like 100% more. <laughs> yeah, like, so just to kind of set the record, too, like, so it was really weird. Like, about the same time that I met the bandits and started riding and getting into mopeds was about the time that I was leaving religion. Mm-hmm. And so it was, it was just like, it was a really good time to find, like, a, a group of friends. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It was, it was another one of those moments, you know, one of those pivotal kind of times. And, uh, and it just happened at like the perfect time. And, uh, yeah, so it was, it was cool. It was really cool. And it's a good spot too. Like I, I, we haven't spent a lot of time in Louisville. Like we came to the one, to, to one bourbon bandit rally and it was like, we, we hit it, quit it. We showed up, we like hit the parking lot like behind the little college football stadium or whatever and like we did the ride we like were exhausted we took a nap after the ride we like did the like you know the saturday party at the bar like the raffle ended and we dipped but, yeah louisville's 
It was, was a cool place. Man. The ride was fun. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah, it's a decent place, really. And I like I, I like where Louisville is located, which has kind of kept us around here too. It's mm-hmm. it's so like centrally located in so many like cities that we like to to visit. You know, like I love that I can get to Chicago in like four and a half hours. I can be in Cincinnati in an hour and a half. Like, I, you know, if I really wanted to go out to St. Louis. Uh, you know, I'd be about four hours. Like everything's just like you know, Nashville's three and a half hours away. Like we're just kind of, it, it's like a real central location in the Midwest where you can just get to a bunch of cool stuff. Yeah, the Midwest is definitely like that. Like I, that's why I feel like a lot of people that are that are in the mopeds in the Midwest, a lot of them get stuck in the like the Midwest trap because like because so many rallies and so many things happen close that they don't venture out too far. And I feel like we yeah. we have the same problem on the East Coast too. Like from Richmond, we're like, what is it like? We can go DC an hour, like I mean, two hours. Baltimore's three hours. New York's Philly's four hours. New York's five hours. And then you go south, it's the same thing. Like we we can go to QCB and hang out with them. We can hang out with the buzzards. We can't like, you know, they're all within like a couple hours. Sucks you can get stuck <laughs> in that. Yeah. Yeah, you can get stuck in that East Coast loop. There's so many people in Richmond who've like who've like only gone to like the Philly rally or like only gone to the buzzards, you know, like because they're just like, uh, oh, it's four hours. Like it's like, you know, four hours or less, they're not trying to leave, you know? Right, right. Well, same reason like I feel kind of bad for like the California and like West Coast guys, because it's like they're they're stuck out there too. Like, you know, like for them to get to the Midwest, that's like what twenty hours or some shit. Like, who's, you know, not a lot of people have that kind of time. Like, I've definitely done those twenty-hour rides to a rally, and it's not fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's tough. <laughs> yeah, you need you need the right people, <laughs> and like, you know, hopefully someone else can drive and like, you know, try to sleep as long as possible. <laughs> but, that uh, just so reminds me of my. Uh, <laughs> my trips that I would make like from college, you know, in Missouri back to California to visit. Oh my God. And I remember one time I did, I was trying to make it out there. We only had like a few days and I was trying to make it out for Thanksgiving. And, I, and so we just drove like 24 hours straight in my, I was like a Volvo 240. And we just, we drove 24 hours without stopping and made it like in time for Thanksgiving. But Damn. it was, <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. You know? It's brutal. Your if mind... I did that now, dude, I'd be laid up for like three months. <laughs> <laughs> I think I could still pull it off. I could do it. Like, oh, but like, I couldn't do it alone. Here, I, I need, I need someone else. I definitely couldn't do it in a two forty. Like <laughs> I need like, you know, we definitely got to rent a van. Something's got some space. I can sprawl out. <laughs> Make sure I sleep good. Like a nice solid six hours at a time. <laughs> So you've gotten deep in the mopeds. You're starting to buy more. Like, have you been to a rally yet? Yeah. So I, like, I, you know, I had been to ours at that point. And then I want to say like the first rally outside of our area was probably up in Cincinnati. And, uh, and that was the thing too, you know, like back then it was, it was so tough. And I, to just get out, you know, to rallies for me personally, you know, and that's, that's one, one thing that I always kind of felt like, you know, 
like I, I, I wished that I could do more on the, the rally, you know, side of things because, you know, I, have, again, like I have so much responsibility that it was like just tough to get out yeah. for me. Um, so we, you know, we'd send people out and stuff, but I was always bummed that I, that I couldn't be at the rally, especially the far ones. But I think Cincinnati was the, the first kind of like outside of our area rally that I've been to. How was it for you? Oh, it was awesome. Yeah, it was, it was really cool. Um, yeah, it was, you know, I, I, I've always felt like in mopeds, like riding with other people is just like one of the funnest things. Like, like I definitely like the wrenching a lot and I like the building and, um, but riding, riding with other people, man, it's just like, that's, that's where it's at. You know, I, I don't get to do it as much as, as I'd like now. Um, but it's, it's just an awesome feeling. Yeah, for sure. You know, being, being in a pack of mopeds. Yeah. And just cruising like 30 miles an hour down the road with like, you know, a large group of weed whackers. <laughs> I love it. Like, it's like, it's definitely one of those like feelings that it's hard to get. Like, I sure, I'm sure every, you know, subculture and like hobby, like has like those moments where you're just like, you're in it and you're just like, yeah, like everyone here gets it. Like we're all on the same page and you're just looking around like while you're riding you see all these people outside of like your circle and none of them get it. They're all like surprised and confused and they have no idea that this is a thing. Like that's one of the things I get awful. And like, I don't know. It's funny that like people just don't like even understand how deep mopeds are. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's like, yeah, I I would look around at, at, you know, like other groups like that, like, you know, people riding bicycles and stuff and like, you know, the, the bike riders and, and there'd be like a pack of them riding and I didn't really get it, you know? And then I started riding mopeds and it's like, all right, like they probably feel that, you know, something similar to like what, what we feel when we're just like crazy. They, they got a pack of, you know, 20, 30 dudes on bicycles, just like out for a cruise. Yeah. You know, definitely. They got the spandex going and, <laughs> And it's like looking around, seeing your buddies and, and, you know, each of you is just kind of into the same thing. Like you said, you know, um, they're out there putting down some miles, got their little, like, yeah, exactly. going, you know, I love it. And, and I, I finally got it, you know, so I give him, I give him some respect for sure. Yeah. Same but I, I totally didn't understand that. Like before mopeds, same thing with everything, man. It's, it's weird like that. Like, like every subculture is so different. Like one of our homies, like from Legion that lives here, he's like, He's like deep into custom keyboards and he's like, yeah, like I was at this custom keyboard meetup and you're like, what? Like there's meetups, keyboard for, meetups? There's meetups <laughs> for custom keyboards, you know, like they bring their shit. They talk about switches, you know, it's like you can dive deep down any hobby. Like when you play, oh, like yeah. when you play yeah. like a, like a video of like a hardcore show for someone on YouTube or some shit and they're like, they have no idea that that music even exists and they're like why are these people beating each other up you know you're like they're so surprised and it's like but if you grew up in that or or you're a part of that you're like it's normal to you well yeah yeah exactly it reminds me of like i I went to a show a a while back it was a couple years ago and uh we stayed up in indianapolis for this and i went to the show and then i came back and i was like uh yeah, I got kicked in the head a few times, but it was cool, you know. <laughs> my wife, my wife was like, 
why do you want to go somewhere and get kicked in the head? I'm like, yeah, you know, it's it was, like, it was fun. I love it. Like, <laughs> like it's not just visual. It's not just audio, audio. Like, you know, I just, yeah. made a fucking word. <laughs> but it's like, it's, you gotta feel it. <laughs> Sometimes you're going to get kicked in the head. I remember one time I was, I don't even know who, like who I was seeing. Like it was, it was some hardcore show, but I, this dude was spinning, doing some weird spins, man. I don't know what he was doing, but he just hit me like perfectly in my neck. <laughs> like punched me. Like <laughs> I don't think he meant it, you know. But like just punched me like perfectly on one of these spins in the neck, and my neck was out for like two weeks. Like I couldn't, move, I couldn't look, and I was still, you know, I, right when my neck was better. I mean, we were back at the shows. Yeah. You know, it's the same with mopeds. I mean, I get knocked down, I get punched in the neck. Like the I'm bi- still the bike the next day. I'm still at the show. The damn bike breaks. <laughs> it makes you walk home. Like <laughs> you forgot your lock. Damn, oh, got man. a damn flat yeah. tire, <laughs> you know, like all the things. And then you're still on it. Like the next day, it's like, it's just part of the, I guess part of the fun of it. Yeah. Like, I remember the first time I had to walk home was uh, was on that Targa, and I think my it was some odd like little issue that I think my sprocket like came loose the the sprocket bolts like had rattled damn and I don't think I had the uh, you know the little bend bend the tab up and yeah. keep keep your your bolts in place you know like. Mm-hmm. And, and so I remember just like my sprockets just hanging there <laughs> and I thought that was a, the first time I thought like, man, like I need tools on me. Yeah, I need something. So like, this doesn't happen again. And then, did you start carrying and then I thought like, I, I, oh yeah. Like after that, it was like, I immediately started carrying some tools and, and I, I thought like, I'm probably going to check some stuff like before I ride from now on like i might i might look at a couple of things so really wising up <laughs> <laughs> i still make that mistake where like i'll leave the house and forget to even to even look at the bike and you're just like did it have gas when in it when i left i don't know, <laughs> you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like all of a sudden like an axle bolt is just completely loose and like i didn't check it I've done that. I've gotten back from a ride and like the axle bolt is like, you know, really loose. And I'm like, dude, how did I, Yeah. how did I not see that, feel it? And, and like, this is the first time I've thought about it. Why didn't I check it, you know, beforehand? That is a problem. I feel a lot of us make, like we get so comfortable (laughs) with our bikes, especially the ones that, that run pretty consistently. And we, and we never really look at like all the extra, you know, the little parts in this. Like, yeah, I'm sure we should have some like kind of checklist that we check, you know, on the bikes, like, you know, Hey, every month you should look at this, you know, once a week, you should probably check this out. None of us are doing that unless, no. they're, unless they're like no. they're really smart people, but there's so many things that can just like vibrate loose on a moped. Like mopeds need lots of Loctite, <laughs> you know, like yeah, everything needs to be sure. like, you know, like. <laughs> half the time I was never using a torque wrench and like making things torque to spec. So it's like, yeah, it was tight. And I thought it was pretty tight. Like, and then I checked it with a torque wrench and I was like, Oh, that wasn't tight at all. 
You know, I've been on that ride with people like, oh, we got someone visiting town. Like, cool, let's take them out for a ride. And you're like riding your moped. You get to a stoplight. You know, you make your bike pop a wheelie because you're trying to like be fun and your wheel falls off. And you're like, huh. <laughs> like, I've been there. Like, you know, my wheel just fell off the bike. We, my, my, my wheel nuts were finger tight. <laughs> <laughs> it happens, man. And like you said, I mean, things just vibrate so much on these that like, I mean, even if you're watching it all the time, it still can happen. Like, it's just, I don't know if you can watch it enough yeah. where something isn't going to fall off. I know. Like, I guess I, that's just, it keeps it random though. You know, it keeps it interesting. Yeah. I showed someone, like, I was like helping someone work on their bike one time. And like, I think that's where we were doing that. We were tightening like a sprocket or we were tightening something. And I'm like, it was a toe motion or something. I was like, all right, cool. Now you got to bend that. I'm like, now, dude, you got to bend that metal tab up. And they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, like that's how far our technology made it. We got to bend up this wash. You know, we, we got to bend, bend this washer. <laughs> <laughs> like, but bending. I mean, that's an important tab to bend up because yeah. it's like, dude, man, I learned better, that the hard way. <laughs> there's not a better way. <laughs> like, is this it? <laughs> we have those yeah, bikes and it, those washers are just chewed up. Like, like how do you, no one knows how to replace them. Like, where do I get another one of these? Like, this washer is so bent that it's just ready to fall apart. <laughs> well, and you mentioning torque wrenches, like I'm still really bad about torquing anything to spec. Like, and I swear, like on some things when it comes to like, you know, putting, when it comes to like head bolts and like, I swear that like my feel is better than a torque wrench. Like, I know that's wrong. I know that's probably just like, super arrogant but like i tried to torque it down to like specs Mm -hmm. and then end up stripping out you know bolts like like yeah and it's just like it happens all the time like and so i feel like when it comes to things like like engine studs and like you know like head bolts like head nuts like making sure that like the kid is going to stay on like less is more like, you know, I definitely, I definitely make sure it's on, but like, I'm not, I'm not going crazy. Like, you know, I, I hate to say it, but I don't break out the torque wrench yeah. for that. I mean, a lot of it depends. I know I you. should, I know I should, but, <laughs> but I don't. And I, and I haven't, you know, I don't have any problems with it. Sometimes yeah. I think you can get too crazy, like torquing, torquing some of those down. I mean, I've definitely less, had the moments more. where, like, you know, I've Hobbit head studs are shitty. They're 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 like M six or something. They're really small and they're easy to break. Like I've I've broken them multiple times. Just like, oh, let me crank on this with my hand, make it a little tighter, and snap, it's broken. You know, and like some bikes, you know, I work you work on some pook or something, and like you know, you'll be feels tight and go to do a little more. And then like now the nuts stripped out and you're like, Oh, it's that sucks. But like some bikes I, I will torque and some bikes I don't like, you know, my Hobbit, a lot of bikes, I'll just like, cool. That feels really tight. And I'll like give it like a little tiny pinch more, but like my extra. Yeah. yeah. But my, but my Fox is like super prone to getting head leaks and, uh-huh. and it's like, it needs to be torqued. And like, 
even torquing it, like it might still come loose later, you know, like, yeah, I won't like if the torque spec says it's, it's six to seven foot pounds or six to eight or whatever, I'll go on the, right. like, the lower side, but I, but yeah, I make yeah. sure it's like tight. Yeah. It's hard to find decent pook engine studs. They must be, they must be similar to Hobbit. Cause they, it's like, they just strip out like so easily. Um, like I really like those. I strip um, them out super easily. <laughs> the deep, the deep nuts that uh, Treatland sells. I really like those. You can buy them from like a hardware store too. It's just like instead of it just being a nut, it's like an an inch long. Like a couple of yes, yeah, yeah. Like yeah couple that's pretty much all I use now are, are those. Yeah, and they're and easy that to, definitely does help. Yeah, way easy. Like you get more thread, so you're so you have more bite, and they're way easier to like put on and take off. Like if you ever had to like play that game of like putting the nut like into the pook head you know to get it on the stud like that shit sucks oh my gosh that's like the worst game like i i don't know how what what are what are your techniques when you're when you're doing that like this is always a funny like thing to talk about with people (laughs) so like i always put a washer on and with washer i just slide it on like a a small like t-handle with allen wrench you know Mm -hmm. and then so you know, I'll have the washer there and, and then I kind of butt that up to the engine stud and then I use a small screwdriver to, to just slide, <laughs> to just push it forward, slide it on. And then the nut, I've got some, I've got a pretty decent, like, you know, long uh, mm-hmm. socket for, for, you know, for those. And so that goes on pretty quick, but do you pack yeah, some of those are, do I what? Do you pack it? The socket? No. Oh yeah, so that's one of my no, little, no. That's yeah. one of my little tricks. I like take a little like blue, you know, rag, you know, little like paper or carp, you know, wipe your hands with or some shit or like you know, cigarette butt or like whatever, and I'll put that into the socket, and then I'll put the nut in there so that the nut, can't, the nut. so yeah. that the nut can't go all the way to the bottom of the socket because sometimes like the nut if it's too deep it just falls all the way in the back and you're still having trouble getting it to start. So if you, yep. like, if you stuff the bottom of the socket and then you push, like, especially if you use like paper or paper towel or something, and then you push that nut in there, that it kind of like goes into the paper towel a little bit, which holds it in place and it won't go back any further. That reminds me of like, for, uh, man, there's like certain bushings that like cart dudes will use like wonder bread yeah, and they, they stuff it in to help get the, uh, the bushing out. Mm-hmm. It sounds stupid, but I bet like I just some white bread would hold that in there like perfect. <laughs> but yeah, that's a good that's a good tip. Like I know I want to say that this coupler nuts help that quite a bit too. You know what I mean? Because you, you just don't have as far where or you got to try to like wrangle it in there. Mm-hmm. It's uh, I remember. This was like a while back. One of the things I hated most, like ever doing on a moped, was trying to get a a washer on the back of one of these, like you know, Lelu Pook, you know, either the the uh, you know five stars or whatever. But mm-hmm. trying to get on uh, on the uh, a, a washer on the back of the stud for the sprocket, right? Mm-hmm. It's like almost impossible to do, and there's not enough room on the lip of of that hub to 
to even get like a normal, like you'd have to get a shallow, like six millimeter washer on that thing to even get it to work. And then I remember just struggling with it, like for the longest time trying to figure out like, all right, what, like I want to get a washer on this, you know, like you've got to at least have some kind of uh, you know split washer or just something, you know, that'll, that'll kind of keep this thing in place. And then I thought to myself, and it was just one of those stupid moments. Like, like I have a grinder. <laughs> what if I just took like the bottom of the washer and just like ground it just like a little bit. So it's flat and it actually fits on the back of that lip. Nice. And like, it was just one of those dumb things that I that, like, how did I not think of that earlier? And so now that's what I do to get those on. But you know, it's, again, it's just like, it's a lot of problem solving with, with mopeds, you know, this is true. and that's one of those that I feel like it took me way too long to figure out. Like I should have thought of that sooner. <laughs> like, Man, if if the washer doesn't fit, just make it fit. You know. <laughs> yeah, that's like the that's like the slogan for mopeds for sure. Just make it fit. <laughs> just make it fit. Just make it work. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like no part is just going to go straight on. Like like you're going to have to Dremel something. You're going to have to grind something. Like you're going to have to get the the sander out. Like yeah. We used to name you just the, gotta make it work. We definitely named the uh, when we had the group shop. We definitely named the hammer the uh, the percussive adjustment tool. No, it was at work. It was like because I worked at a screen print shop and like you know sometimes you're trying to bump. We were trying to bump shit in registration and this and that and like the micros like a little sticky or something. So we're like, uh, get someone grab the percussive adjustment tool and it was like we're like what? It's just a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> That's the right tool, though. That's what yeah. you need. Like sometimes that was literally like the right tool for the job. You just need to give a little yeah. tap, just a little tap, <laughs> little little tap. It'll work. <laughs> well, and it's like heat too. Like just owning a torch. Like mm. it was like how long? I had my own like torch, dude, or a map yeah, same here. And like how long would I would we spend like trying to get like a, a stud out? You know, and, and and then somebody was just like, "Dude, why don't you just heat it up?" Yeah, and like. <laughs> Ever since it, you, it, you heat it up and it, it comes out. I mean, it's just like those type of tips. I don't know. Definitely had a yeah, conversation on last week's episode where we we're just talking about just like the things, all the things that like we never bought that you know you wish you kind of would have owned or had in the garage and stuff. And I was like, dude, like just like uh, a hot plate or like a, a toaster oven, you know, to heat, oh, up, yeah. to heat up shit in the garage. Yeah. Like, I never had one of those in my garage. And I'm like, what? Like, and, and hindsight, I'm just like, dude, like, how did I never buy one of those? They're so cheap. You got to go. Oh, yeah. Like, I could have got yeah. one for like $30 like, brand new. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like the torch for me. It's like, why didn't I have a torch? Like, why was I fighting with this stuff? Like, like it, you should get into mopeds and just go down to like, you know, the hardware store and buy a torch. Yeah. Like just Buy a small propane and a and a torch, and like you're going to need it. Like, yeah, yeah I was thinking about that when you guys were talking about that. And one thing that took me a while to buy was like a decent pair of like clip pliers. Oh, circlip pliers, like a good yeah, mm. not the ones, and, and not even the ones that like that you get that like you can interchange the 
you know? Yeah, a little flip switch. That's why. No, no, no. Like, like an actual solid, like, like circlet plier that doesn't fall apart every time you use it. Yeah, dude. Oh my goodness, man! It just makes everything so much easier. And like, like, and like, I wish I had one years ago. And I feel like, <laughs> and it's like it was ten bucks. That, that, to me, that's a consumable part. Like, no, there's certain tools that you will purchase for mopeds if you're doing lots of wrenching or working on bikes and stuff that are like, yo, this part is a consumable. It's not gonna last you forever. Like, yeah. occasionally yeah. you're gonna need to replace it. And I feel like circlip pliers are are one of those. When the little tips on the end start getting so shitty that you're fighting to yep. take circlips off, throw that motherfucker in the trash and buy another set. Like it's they're so cheap and it's like such a headache to be trying to fight with it, dude. There's so many yeah, tools dude. I have that I just like that I know like, man, I just need to replace this because this screwdriver or this wrench or this whatever is just not doing its job well anymore. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Same here. And it's, and I keep finding things even like, you know, years in a building, like, Hey, why, why haven't I bought that cheap thing? Like years ago, like I still, you know, I'm still doing it like the part with like, you know, we make a ton of gaskets, you know, like if you, if, if you're messing with mopeds, you're making your own gaskets. Like, and so what I've been doing for a long time to make the hole for the engine studs is using a, um, exactly hole punch, nice. just a uh, hole punch. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which works. And then I was watching some, some good building on, on YouTube and it just had this nice little punch probably made for leather or, you know, something else. Mm-hmm. And they just had this sweet, like perfectly sized punch and they just, popped it and uh, had a perfect, perfect hole. And I'm like, dude, why, why am I using a hole punch? <laughs> so I went on, you know, I went on Amazon and I found what they were using, you know, and it was like $5. Yeah. <laughs> so like super that's cheap. That's the worst part about it. The worst part and now it's like perfect. They are. <laughs> it's like, why did I, how did I not think about this? I've been using a hole punch for years. And it, I mean, it works and it's, you know, it's pretty clean and it's it, easier to get a, a nice, like, you know, circle then i've been trying to really get crazy with the exacto knife but but still you know it's so much easier to just have a punch that you just you know tap tap it a couple times and you've got a perfect hole exactly so even like years into it i'm still finding like new ways to do things just better that i you know maybe i should have learned not use it i don't know but we definitely um were like heavy into the exacto knife game and i was like and then I finally saw someone that used the hole punch, and I was like, oh, my God, that's so much smarter. And then, like, you know, Thomas had told me one time, I think it was on a podcast episode, he's like, yeah, like, like people try to cut holes. For these people who, for everyone out who, who's still using his acto knife, uh, never try to cut a circle. Just cut squares because they're easier. That's true, yeah. And you'll never, like, tear the gasket <laughs> trying to, like, make some round curve. But yeah, or just buy a punch because it's it's cheap enough. Yeah, I have I have a sure. I have a leather yeah. belt one. That's the one I, I the one I got from the garage. It's just like a belt a belt punch. It's got like yeah. a little, it's got a little yeah, thing exactly. spins. Yeah. It's got a bunch of different sizes. It's those types of things that like just took me years to think through. I don't know what that says about me. But it like you know, and I think you know, I think through the details. But that's just one of those things. Like, you know, 
the hole punch worked pretty much, but there's still a better way to, to, to do it. I think, you know, there's a tendency to like get comfortable in like what you know and what, what you use, you know what I mean? When you're, mm-hmm. when you're building for a while. And, uh, I think what I'm realizing lately is that there's still like, I need to rethink some of the stuff that I'm doing and see if there's like an even better way, you know, to, to keep, keep pushing it forward a little bit, you know? Like I kind of still want to buy like one of those small, like ultrasonic cleaners. Cause it's like, dude, like really cleaning some carb out, you know, perfectly and this and that. Like, yeah, you think you're cleaning it or you just buy this cheap ultrasonic cleaner and just put the thing in there and like, know it's done right. Yeah, and it's it's one of those things like it's not like super expensive. Like well, yeah, yeah, and that's something I don't have. And I've thought about it like, you know, a ton and, and I just never it's just something I never buy. Yeah. Like I just keep spraying it with carb. But it's funny like you watch somebody who like cleans a carb like really really good with just carb cleaner and gets every and then throws it in one of those and there's still like a ton of stuff that ends up coming out of them. Yeah. Like those ultrasonics just get everything, you know? Yeah. Like I, I, I had like a, reaming, so why do I want to have one? Yeah. I had, a, I had a reaming tool, which was, I thought was like super sick. Like it's like the little multiple size, like little reamer tool for cleaning jets and stuff. And like, that was like an awesome tool, but like I would have never bought one. Like, like I, I was gifted my dad's old toolbox from like when he worked at Philip Morris, you know, it's like, Hey, when you move, when you move out and you need, then you get the, you know, you're a place son and you need a toolbox like this, this one's yours. It was the one he got to take home from work or whatever. So he gave it to me and he had some tools that he still had in there from work. And I was like, one of those little reaming tools was in it. I was like, what? Like this what thing is, is like, I was like, this thing is perfect. Like once I like, I knew what it was and I was like, dude, like, this cleans jets like no, like none other, you know? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, there's so many like little things like that, that I'm like, like, that's another thing. Like that tool like falls apart. Like you got to replace it. And I haven't replaced mine. I'm like, oh, I'm just lazy. And I just need to go buy another one. But like, there's so many tools. I just wish I had for like mopedding. <laughs> yeah. Same here. Yeah. And it's like, you know, some things we do, it's, you know, maybe once every couple of years. So it's like, do I want to buy the tool that I'm going to use once every couple of years? But then every time I get to that, whatever that is, mm. I think I should have just bought the tool. Yeah. Trying, you know? to, trying to justify it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Until like, yeah, do you have a headache again? <laughs> like exactly. every, every, all the times I just like refuse to like bought my, like, you know, like, uh, what is it? My bought my, uh, my vice to the bench or like, you know, don't want to bolt down the fucking, you know, the fucking grinder wheel. And I'm just like, <laughs> you know, you're just fighting every time you go to use it, you're holding it still with one hand and like, no dude, just like bite the bullet and bolt the thing, drill a hole, bolt the thing to whatever you're working on. <laughs> yep. What are, what are some tools that you wish you had? Like that you don't. I definitely think like some kind of mini lathe would be nice for sure. Like that would step things up quite a bit. I don't even, I'll tell you what I really need. I, I do not have a drill press, even a small one. And like, there's so many times I need it and I just need, that's one, one of those things I just need to bite it and 
and buy because every time I'm trying to make a bracket or something, I'm thinking like this would be a thousand times easier if I just had a drug press. Like yeah. why, why do I not have one? And I then somehow that. I still don't buy it. Yeah. Like I definitely, I don't, that's one I don't have. Like I, cause I, we had the group shop for so many years and the group shop had like two drill presses and like, so there's always one to use, but then like when we all split up, like, okay, now there's no more drill press. And I'm like, so you just find yourself, you know, trying to hold something with vice grips and like, right. <laughs> you know, drill it with your other hand. Like it sucks. It's never, it's never fun. No. And I don't know if I'm just particularly bad at it, but even if I try my best to measure like, you know, five times and try to get like the distance perfect and, you know, I mark it on the piece perfectly and I, you know, and I, I punch it, you know, with a punch, make sure that the, the drill isn't skating all over. And I, I swear it still is like completely out of whack. Like whatever, whatever racket I'm trying to make the first time, <laughs> the first time I make it, it's, it's completely like, and that's trying. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, again, I just need, like, I need a drill press bad, but eventually I get it, but it might take me a couple of times of like drilling those holes. Yeah. <laughs> Usually I will have to make a bracket like a few times and then, then I get it. I definitely need to buy um, a porta band. Like I bought like a big bandsaw thinking like, oh, this would be cool to just have like a large size bandsaw and you can just like run the shit through it. And it was just this huge piece of machinery inside of the corner of my garage. And I never used it. And I'm like, really all I just needed was like a shitty porta band from Harbor Freight to like, you know, make good cuts yeah. every once in a while. And then, and Harbor Freight also makes it like a little, like, um, like a little stand for it. So you can make it into like a bandsaw. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, there's definitely a few things that I could use that would make life so much easier. The, the drill press is one. I think like it's probably time to get a better welder than my Harbor Freight, like cheap, you know? Yeah. It, it gets the job done. Like I just it gets bought, the job done. I just bought yeah. a new one of those. Like just like yep. Let me just get the old faithful shitty MIG welder. Like I have like a nicer welder, but it's like that can run on gas and shit. But it's it needs two two twenty, and I'm like, do I want to like put in two twenty in my garage, and or or do I just want to yeah. like use this cheaper welder that gets the job done? Like <laughs> yeah, and it definitely gets the job done. Like I did some body work. Like I had never done anything with, with cars before. So I just started watching like a bunch of videos and like trying to learn how to do my own body work. And so I bought this 1986 Suburban and it had holes in all of like the usual places, you know, Midwest. Yeah. Just salt and snow. And, <laughs> and so, you know, I didn't want, I didn't want us driving around. Like I really like the look of it and it's cool with the old and you know, but I didn't want like big rust holes, you know, panels that are rusted out and it's just not my thing. So, you know, but I didn't really know how to do it. So, you know, I just watched a ton of videos and, and tried to figure it out and, and ended up just, you know, I ordered up all the panels and, and just figured it out. But, and I did it all with that, with that Harbor Freight cheese. You know, and they're still on, like nothing's falling off. Hell yeah. So that's good. Well, that, yeah, that's it, it'll definitely said, do it. That's definitely something to be said for, uh, for moped, uh, ingenuity. 
like, you know, you, anyone can go from not knowing how to do a lot of things to like being down to try to do anything because they worked on mopeds. Exactly. Oh yeah. Yeah. Had I not like, yeah, I, I, there's no way I would have even thought to attempt to do something like that myself. Had it not been for mopeds for sure. Yeah. Like you, you get in that mindset where it's like, oh, I'll figure it out. I guess I have to, you know I mean? And my thing is I don't really like to like have to rely on other people, you know, like people have their time and you know, like I just don't like having to rely uh, on, on other people too much, you know, like if I could try to figure it out and do it, like, I'll, you know, I, I'd rather just try to do that than bother somebody or you know, take up a bunch of time. Mm. And so, and you learn a skill set. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and you learn something new. Like, so this, yeah, if it weren't for mopeds, I never would have even tried anything like that for sure. But because like mopeds, you know, you're just so used to that. Just figure it out. Like you'll, you'll get it. Like just make it work. Uh, you know, I just thought, well, I've got holes in this old suburban and I, I'd like to, like to get those patched up yeah so i just figured it out you know <laughs> I'm like my neighbors were all out and it was you know i still don't have a garage by the way like i built <laughs> now i do have a shed and so i build i build in the shed you know that's my my workplace now but like you know so i've moved out of the pantry and like the pantry is actually a pantry again so, so my wife wife's is, happy, like yeah. super stoked <laughs> about that yeah <laughs> I wish and you so, had like a, I'm out of there. Yeah. I wish you had like a picture of just like you, like, you know, holding some tools and like a moped, like standing in the pantry. That'd be like the best photo. <laughs> oh man. I'll try to find one. I, I may, I may have something, but yeah, I mean, it was like no space. Uh, like you could barely turn around, you know, like I, there was enough to fit the moped in and, and like some tools and like barely have like one person in there with it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> No, like, uh, and that's how I, you know, (laughs) and that's how I built everything for, for years is just in that, that tiny space. But yeah, so it's now that I'm in a shed, I mean, it feels like I've got a large, you know, like I've got some big, even the shed is not, not huge, but, uh, it's definitely bigger than the pantry. Yeah. Luxury. (laughs) Yeah, so this this is moving up. Yeah, I mean, I remember like but, my the first bike I ever built, I built on a sidewalk. You know, like yeah, you know, I got it to a roller status and I painted it and all this stuff on the sidewalk in front of my my my, my old house that I rented. It's crazy. I've like read stuff about people that will like build like their their first motorcycle they've, they've ever built. They'll they'll like build it in their apartment and then lower it down like out. <laughs> You know, I'm like once they built it, they can't get it out, so they yeah, like have to lower it out of the window, and you know. But I mean, people make you, you make it work, you know. Yeah, dude, I've had definitely had my late nights sitting like underneath, you know, the street light, like you know, in some parking lot, trying to like, you know, fix, build a bike or like get it running. You're like, all right, man. <laughs> Lots of times sitting on the ground. <laughs> For sure, yeah. Like that's uh, one thing I feel like nostalgic about like when like i'm like when my bench is full or something and i'm like, and I'm like i gotta work on the other bike real quick and like i'm sitting on the floor i'm just like ah oh, this brings back memories sitting on the floor <laughs> i remember this the way it used to be for everything yeah, yeah. 
It's like my back definitely remembers. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and that's the thing. Like I was out there, you know, doing those pat like weld, just using that Harbor Freight welder and like welding patches on the suburban, and like my entire neighborhood, like they were following it along like it was a project. It was awesome. Like they loved it. Like people would stop and tell me I was doing a good job. Like it was crazy. It was like I I guess in some ways, like you just don't see people like working on their own stuff anymore. You know what I mean? Like, and you definitely don't see somebody out there, like spending eight hours, like out in the yard, you know, like, you know, I have a garage. So I was just out in the yard, like welding yeah. panels on, you know? And, uh, so you just don't see it that much, but it was just funny. Like the whole neighborhood, like I had people stop and like one dude stopped and like gave me a, like he got out of his car and like came up to look at it and then gave me a high five and told me like it was looking good. <laughs> like keep, keep it up. Man. Like, I was like, man, all right, dude. <laughs> this these panels are uh they're bringing the neighborhood together. I know, man. There's like this guy knows how to use his hands. I like it. <laughs> yeah, and then you know the other thing though, and, and I'm sure you can probably relate, is like when somebody knows that like you can do something like that. That is like everybody was coming around asking if I can work on their cars. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like I had a bunch of people stop. Hey man, I got some rust over here. How much? For... <laughs> yeah. Like no, not enough time. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, and that happens like with mopeds all the time. I'll be cruising around and somebody will stop me. Hey, I got this old motorcycle. Uh, I need some help getting it going. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like it happened in my neighborhood. Uh, I don't know. This was a couple years ago. I was just you know, cruising around and this dude stopped me and said he had a small like Honda motorcycle and needed some help getting it fixed. It's like, you pretty much can't go anywhere. If, if someone knows you can do something like you're, you're going to be asked to do it because they're, especially with mopeds, like in small bikes, you know, there's not a ton of people all over the place that know how to work on these things. And so they want you to look at everything. Yep. And like it sucks because like you, I always want to say yes. Like when I had more free time, like I used to get off work. Like I, I don't even know when I got. Off. I think I got off at three thirty every day. It was pretty early, and I'd be off work by three thirty, and like have all this time. Like I had you know until eight o'clock or something to just do anything I wanted. And I was like, I'd go to the garage and I'd wrench in my little mopeds. And like every time someone walked by the garage, they'd be like, Yo, man, like. You work on scooters? Like, you check out my scooter. I got this ruckus. Can I bring you my ruckus? Like, you know about motors? Like, it's always like, you know, someone sees you work on mopeds, they're going to ask the question. For sure. Yeah. Crazy. So, back to Louisville, dude. So, you're out here, you're riding, you're wrenching, you're building bikes. You've gone to an out of town rally. Like, like, how was the how was the scene? Was this like in the middle of like burning bandits being like big, or was it like kind of like dwindling? Yeah, this was in the middle of of like art big time. You know, um, was it whiskey business too? That I mean, was just like I can't remember how many how many people came to whiskey business too, but it was I think that was the one that was like huge. If I'm remembering right. Um, that was like, that was crazy. You know, like I admit, I had never seen anything like that. Um, and it was, it was a total blast. It was so much fun, but 
Yeah, so we, you know, I, I, I was, I kind of got into it, like, when when things were big. Um, and so the scene was just awesome. I mean, we were, you know, we were wrenching, had a garage, you know, riding, like, a few times a week. You know, we had our, our weekly meetup, but, but riding it's just all the time, you know. And, and uh, man, it was just it was so much fun. Was the club like still growing then? Did you see like more people kind of get in like after you? Yeah. Yeah. We were definitely growing still like at that time, like, um, and for like, yeah, several years afterwards, like we, I must say like, trying to think of all the, like the new members that came after me, but there were, there were quite a few like, like, after my time. Um, and so, yeah, it was, I mean, we were, we were growing for, for a while. Um, yeah. So did, um, so when it kind of started or what I'm trying to get to like, kind of get to like where it's at now. Cause I know there's like, you know, a lot of, or not a lot, but there's a few new clubs going on like in Kentucky. Yeah, like, yeah, for it, sure. Is it still like pretty active. Like, are there like regular rides? Are you are you still out there? It's still like Louisville's still fairly active, um, especially with the, the the newer groups that have cropped up. But like, shout out Bad Breed Gur. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's and and there's some, uh, and they're doing some cool stuff. And like, I know there's weekly meetups and and rides, um. It seems like, uh, like the band is like we've a lot of us have moved away, um, and so like I want to say like half of the bandits have probably moved to other places at, at least that much, if if not more. Um, so like there's still a strong core of us that are still like around this area, and yeah, we need that, but definitely not as you know not not often. I, I would say. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know at some point though it's like yeah it's it's time for the newer groups to step up you know like we we had our time and oh, we had a blast we had a lot of fun and yeah. it, was, it was awesome um, Towards the things change people move you know and did you, did you feel it like because I feel like sometimes a lot of like a lot of the clubs because you know mopeds it's like some people are in it for a couple of years. Some people last in it for a really long time. It's like some people are, are in a college town. So they're there and they're in it when they're going to school at this place. And then they, you know, they move back home and like they're gone. So yeah, did you kind of, did you guys notice in it like slowly kind of fading out for the club or was it like, you know, happened? Did it happen quickly? It seemed to happen pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of like a bunch of people were going to be moving. Um, and and there was like, you know, a few of us still around, but it seemed to happen like pretty quick. Yeah, for sure. And, and I think like we're, you know, fairly active uh, up to a point. And, and then, you know, and then people just, like I said, started moving away and, and things just kind of changed. But, 
I want to say it, it happens pretty quickly. Yeah. Are they so? Are the other boys that are left? Are they, are they still riding? You guys, like couple, the couple that are you know still hanging around. Are they still a little active here. And yeah, there? for sure. Yeah, yeah. And I know, uh, you know, I, I know Marshall. He's uh, he's still leading a ride once a week over in Louisville. I have yet to actually join the ride, so I apologize, Marshall. I, I do want to come out and, and ride at some point. Um, but yeah, he, uh, I know he's leading a ride over in Louisville and like a bunch of people from like, you know, various clubs around Louisville show up to that every, uh, Tuesday night. And, uh, yeah, so they're still, you know, they're still out there. Not, uh, the few of us that are still around though, um, I mean, honestly don't get together like to ride very often. It's one of those things. I don't know if it's, you know, you get busy and old. Well, it's definitely the busy aspect of it. Like the, like, yeah, I mean, I've said it for years, the older, the older I get, the busier I get, like the more responsibilities I have, the more like I'm trying to work, the more like my priorities switch. And like I said, like in the very beginning of the podcast, like I haven't ridden once this week. Like I maybe like rip my moped around the block, you know, a couple of times, like, yeah just for fun but like i haven't been in the garage i haven't like wrenched i haven't worked on shit like i didn't touch my bike once this this whole weekend like you know it's like i had other stuff going on and like that's totally fine and i don't know it's weird like kind of how you got into mopeds like you you moved to the city or you were visiting or whatever i can't remember the exact thing but you but you saw mopeds there you saw people out riding and look like they were having a good time and that's what got you interested so yeah like the biggest thing I, I think about mopeds is like for us to like keep the scene alive and keep it growing and keep people interested is we have to like be out riding. Like that's the biggest part. Like be seen, like yeah. get out on mopeds and like, you know, have more than one or two of you. So it's like people take notice of it and like ride and have a good time and like look like you're having fun. Like, <laughs> So I don't know. Those like definitely, yeah. We've had like the the moped Mondays been like super hard for me this past year. Like like that was our day for years. We we held it down, and it was always Monday. There was always something. People knew the meetup was. They knew there was gonna be a ride of some sort. And like this last year, like Mondays have been real hard. Like the rebels, you know, have kind of like held it down a little bit. Like Thomas has just gone out on his own, you know, a couple of times, like took the picture, you know, I'm out of here. I'm up at Monday. So here's, here's a shot. I was riding. Where are you guys at? And like, you know, I got our buddy, Justin from the rebels, like, you know, harshing on the group chat, man, y'all don't ride, man. Y'all ain't shit, man. What's up? You know, talking shit. Like you gotta talk a little <laughs> trash, <laughs> but it's like, you gotta be active. Like that's the only way like yeah. we can keep the thing going. Like whether you have like a, a club or not, not like you know get your a couple of people that are around to do something <sighs> i just gotta get back out ride more be more be more out there be more seen <laughs> yeah same with me for sure and i and i'm kind of like a a lone wolf a, a lot of times mm-hmm. and, and and you know e- even like when i was a part of the band it's like because I was kind of coming from a different place, had a, you know, a little bit more responsibility and, and just 
a, a little busier and, and things going on. Like, you know, I would try to get out to the weekly ride as much as I, I could. And I was pretty, you know, I was pretty out there like every week. But, you know, sometimes I think that there would be those, you know, impromptu rides. And I'm a little bit out, like I'm, you know, outside of Louisville. So, like, the fact that I'm, you know, busy, I have a ton of responsibility, and I'm a little bit outside. I noticed that, like, you know, people didn't really, like, you know, they wouldn't be like, hey, dude, we're, we're going to go on a ride in 10 minutes. You want to cruise? A lot of times <laughs> they would just they would just take that ride, just assuming that I was busy or that, I, you know, I couldn't make it. And so I missed out on, like, a lot of those kind of, like, you know, just last minute, like, we're getting out and riding. And so I'd say, like, you know, if you got some people out in, in, in your group, in your club, or just with your friends and they seem like, you know, maybe they're a little busier, they got a little bit more responsibility, they've got a grip, like a grip of kids, like I've got, um, still ask them, you know what I mean? Like still text them, just give them like, you know, even if you think there's no way, like this person's going to be able to just drop everything and go take like a night ride with, you know, four or five of us, just drop, drop, drop on a line, like text them because, they want to feel everyone's a You'd be wanted. surprised, man. Yeah, you, you you'd be surprised. They they might just be able to do it. And either way we'd be like totally stoked that like somebody, you know, just texted and and like not to include them. Yeah. And I'm not saying like I'm not saying anything bad. Like I, I know it was, you know I think a lot of it was out of respect, you know. And and I do like to spend a lot of time with my family and they you know, everybody knows that. But mm-hmm. like there were times where I was like a little bummed because, you know, people would be out cruising and, you know, oh man, we had a great ride last night. I was like, dude, I don't remember getting any texts, you know? <laughs> yeah, I want to get well, out Well, we just, we thought you were, we thought, you know, thought you were busy and stuff, you know? So I, I'd say, you know, just because I've been in that situation, mm-hmm. if there's anybody like in your, in your club or your group that's kind of in that same place, just give them a text. Even if it's a last minute ride, just give them a try. Like they might be, they might be able to come out. Yeah, like I, I, yeah, we definitely fall guilty to like being too, too reliant on the group chat, and group chat doesn't necessarily uh, alert everyone all the time. It's like you know, unless unless you're unless you have your notifications on, you're really paying attention to like. A lot of time, the group chat's a lot of, of nonsense. So, so, you know, you're not always like paying attention to that like group me message when it goes off. And sometimes it does take like a like a text, like yo, reach out to a couple people, like yo, what's going on? Like late night ride, you know, random. And those are always like sometimes those are always the most fun rides too. When it's like there's no real plan, like you're just like yo, you bored? Like let's go, let's go rip it up for a little bit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, sometimes those are those are the best rides. Yeah. So let's kind of wrap it up, but like, I want to know, like, you, you know, you still seem active. You still seem like you're building bikes. Like, what are you, what have you been building lately? So I know it sounds fun because you know, ten, eleven years ago, I was building something kind of similar, but I'm trying to take what I've learned you know, over the past several years and build like a better version of that bike from 2012, pretty much. Yeah. So instead of starting with a, um, an Agnum frame this time, 
you know, I had a free spirit frame. I got that cheap Harbor Freight welder and I've learned a little bit how to use it. So I'm like, all right, it's time to, it's time to, you know, step it up a little bit. And so, yeah, I welded the top tube, got a, a, uh, a really nice, actually have a gas cap on, on this one, but, um, got a really nice general tank going on it. And then I've, I've had this seat that I bought. I don't even know what, what project I bought this for, but I've had it for like 10 years and I was going to use it on something and never did. And so it just, it's working perfectly on, on this little free spirit kind of mini magnum Mm -hmm. that I'm, that I'm building with the uh, general tank. And I like the raw tank look. So I, you know, I've, I've got the raw tank again. Um, I like the, the kind of juxtaposition of like, you know, a little bit of old, but like a lot of, a lot of new, you know, I just like that, like up against each other. So I've got the, the tank, like, I, you know, I've tried so many things over the years with this, with, with tanks to try to get like a clear, you know, I've tried clear powder with mixed results on that. Um, because sometimes if somebody doesn't prep the metal right, or they don't heat, you know, they don't heat it correctly it yellows and then, uh, you know, oh, it, it just, yeah, it just looks gross and dumb, like kind of like a bronze kind of look. Mm-hmm. Um, not, not anything that looks good. Um, and so, you know, I've had mixed results with the, the clear powder and then, you know, clear in a can is just not really a, a great option because that stuff just yellow, yellows up real quick in the in the sun um and a lot of times just doesn't stick the way that it should for a while i was just using like some oil and just kind of oiling up tanks that um that swinger that i built that i just kept some oil on that tank and it i mean it never rusted and looked looked good you know but so i've tried all kinds of things and then i was reading some old like some old dude like hot rod forums (laughs) (laughs) trying to learn like what you know because i thought well these old hot rod guys they like you know they've got a bunch of bare metal stuff like what are they using you know like these these. and and i came across this just stuff that you get like lowe's or home depot maybe everybody already knows about it but i haven't Mm -hmm. really heard of it it's just called flood penetral Mm -hmm. and it uh it's used for like uh you like mix it with your paint when you're going to paint something and it'll make sure that the streaks, uh, you know, like your uh, brush lines and stuff are, are gone. It like levels out the paint and things like that. But it also is used for like just preparing like bare metal. So you can just use it on all kinds of like people use it on the tools. And then these old hot rod guys are using it like on their bare metal hot rods. <laughs> and so I was like, I'm going to give that a shot. And that's, so that's what I've used on this tank. And, uh, dude, it's, it's awesome. Like it goes on so easy levels out and at least so far it seems like pretty, pretty durable. And if you don't like it, I mean, a few minutes and some, uh, brake cleaner and it's, it's off, you know, so if you do want to paint or later on, it's like super, super easy to like get rid of it. Unlike powder or anything else where it's, you know, just a a problem, but uh, so I'm messing around with that, learning new things. And it looks pretty affordable too. I just pulled it up. It's thirteen dollars. Oh yeah. So you know, worth a shot, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and if you don't, you know, if it doesn't work out, nah, no big deal. You know, wipe, wipe it down and start over. But so far, it's holding up like really well, and I think it looks kind of better than some of the other stuff I've tried. So, um, but yeah, just kind of building that up and trying to just make an even cleaner version of that bike for myself. Like, you know, I've made that bike a few times and I've sold it, you know, and I've, yeah, um, I know that feeling. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I'm like, you know, I want to take what I've learned over the past several years and just take some of like better ways of doing things that I've I've picked up and like make that same bike. But this time just for myself and just keep it, you know, like, this one's going to be not for sale, you know, like I want to just, I want to make that bike again, better and, and, you know, maybe not sell it this time. Yeah. I've definitely regret selling a few bow heads in my day. Like <laughs> I sold a lot of them and there's definitely a lot that I'm like, man, I wish I never sold that one. I wish I never sold that one. I wish I never sold that one. A whole list, you know? <laughs> oh yeah. Same here. But there's also that that thing I, I you know really respect that because like I feel like as you spend these years like working on these mopeds and you're deep into this hobby like you want to be better or you get better at it and like there's this whole like idea in my mind that it's like I want to build this next bike to be like its final form like everything I did I know I did it right like I didn't cheat I didn't skip any lines I like you know when I ran the wires through the frame like i drilled the hole and i didn't just throw the wire in there i put in like you know fucking the o-ring fucking rivets or whatever you know like (laughs) yeah the grommet the grommets you're like you know you did you don't you don't skip steps you really tried your best to make it right like you know oh all the hardware matched and there it was all brand new hardware i didn't like just grab shit out of a bucket you know yeah exactly yeah yeah, and that's pretty much what this what this bike is. That's what I'm trying to do. And you, it's and funny, you like good. The, you feel good when you complete like a project like that too, especially when like you know you tried your best to make it like everything that you wanted it to be. Yeah, yeah, like you know, I don't usually, I don't know, like I've spent more time actually like bracing my clutch and just doing like you know basic stuff. You know, I've done that before, but like I spent a little extra time this time, making sure all the measurements were right and like, you know, using like stainless hardware. And, you know, I'm just like, like you said, like I'm, you know, I'm thinking through every aspect of it this time. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, dude. Hell yeah. And I'm glad you're still in it too. Like, you know, a lot of people don't last this long in the hobby and like it's a, it's it's fun. It's sometimes rewarding, sometimes not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's a cool I still I still love mopeds as much as I did like in the start. Yeah, same with me. And it's like I've gone through times where like, you know, I was less active and but I always come back to it. Like, you know, even if I have like, you know, a season where I'm like a little less active or wrenching like a little bit less than I was like the season before, like I always, I'm always thinking about like, all right, I need, I like, I want to get back in, you know, like I want it, it. Mopeds just draw you back. I don't know what it is about that, but it, it, at least for me, like, I've just realized I'm always going to be in a mopeds. Like, 
I don't mind that I'm going to be the old dude. Like I'll be like, you know, that old seven year old guy, like cruising up on a, on a, uh, on a little moped. Like I'm just, I'm resigned dude to the fact that that's just the way it's going to be. Like I'm going to be that seven year old dude. Cause I'm I, like, there's just not going to be a time where I'm going to be out. But, like, it's just, I know. Cause I've, you know, I've had those, those seasons where I'm a little less active mm-hmm. and I'm always thinking about like how to get back into it. Yeah. And it's just like, and so at some point you're just like, why would I stop? Why would I, you know? Yeah. There's no point. Like stick it out, dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's great. I mean, there's no reason. I mean, I don't know. As long as it's fun, that's that's what matters, right? As long as you're still enjoying the thing, then like, there's no reason to not do it. And and as far as mopeds go, it's like all it takes is one ride. The same way you can get like someone hooked on it when they when they give them a test ride on your bike and then come out with a shitty smile on their face, like like a, one small ride, and you're like, all right, now now I remember why I like these. Yep. You know, that's all it takes. <laughs> Exactly. Rip, yeah. it, rip it down the street, bring it back, and you're like, all right, like, yep, not gonna get rid of that. <laughs> yep. That's I'm I'm back into it. I think yeah, that's all it takes. Yeah. Well hell yeah, dude. Well thank you again for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. And you know, I'll you know, make sure I keep up with, with your builds because they're always they're always cool, man. You got a ton of sick looking bikes and like, you know, keep keep posting and like everyone, you know. We all gotta like you know support each other and like follow the things and keep up and see all the see all the bikes and you know seeing one guy do something clean or do something cool makes you know inspires everyone else to do it like you know better. Heck yeah! Unless you only care about rat rat bikes like <laughs> covered in stickers. <laughs> and those are cool too. You know? Yeah, they're cool on their own. You way. might insp- you might insp- you might inspire somebody to build a rat rat bike. <laughs> yeah. I think I, I built one. It was covered in stickers. It was all rusty, like a bunch of random paint sprayed on it. And it was just like, you know, the first picture I took of the bike finished, I like just threw it in the pot. I, I parked it beside a pile of trash cans. and was like, yep, that, you know, that, that's the trash bike. Like, it's perfect. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to wrap it up, dude. Like, go hit uh, baby duty for the rest of the couple hours. Yeah, man. But yeah, dude, appreciate it. Um, I'll have it, I'll have this up tomorrow, dude, and you know I'll tag you and you know everything. Sounds good, man. Uh, it was any, good talking. Any shout outs for for your your club or any of the people out there? Oh man, I'll tell you what, my buddy Jason Baresi, he uh, just opened a, a tattoo <laughs> shop, and it's uh, it's called Prevail Tattoo, and Dude, he's just such a good guy and he's such a good buddy. And if anybody's in this area, I'd say, dude, hit him up and also check out the bike that I, uh, that I built for him just a little while ago. It that too was a free spirit, uh, <laughs> with a, with a Monza tank. And, uh, anyways, yeah, go check, go check that bike out and go check out his work. He's, he's an awesome dude. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'll check it out, dude. All right, man. Well, that's it, bud. I'll talk to you later. All right, man. All right. Yeah. Have a good night. Cool. Later. Bye. And that's another week down, guys. Moped Monday podcast. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. Really appreciate it. Um, If you want to support the podcast, you can share it, you know, 
send a review on iTunes or whatever, Spotify, all the things, you know, like it, share it, all that stuff. Uh, if you would like to be on the show or you have a topic that you think we should get into or you know someone you think should be on the show, feel free to send us an email at mopedmoneypodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget, guys, fuck your car. Ride a moped. So, um, what are your favorite moped sounds? Your car. <laughs> I don't know, like touch your flower, is it moving? Like, no, nah, feel free locked up. Sounds like you're fucked, dude. Oh boy! Wop, wop, wop.